0: Alright, so, uh, I you know as each week is, uh, I contemplate and converse with God about what I should be speaking about and, uh, sometimes it seems really clear and you know, sometimes I, I question myself a little bit, you know, cause lately I've really been focusing on God's role and what He thinks about everything that's going on and, um and you now I wonder if it's you know, where we should be at. A lot of places are taking different routes when it comes to more normal operations, you know, the the happy feel and things. I feel as a speaker of the Word of God, it is a duty to speak the truth. And that if someone is pulling punches or avoiding topics, and such a thing that maybe as someone you shouldn't be wanting to listen to that uh, we need to be concerned about what God wants us to hear and not what is pleasing to the ears so we're going to continue on with what God keeps giving me and uh, showing how God is alive, a oh well and his word is just as 100% valid today as it was when Jesus walked this earth and the time before bow with me please Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to get into your word today. Father, we thank you for the people that's here, Father. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord, and just take myself out of the way and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So, uh of things going on. And uh, we talked um, a few weeks back. There was a message we did it was on hard work and we talked about why some people would like a more of a, a socialist government system because they don't want to work and uh, we're not going to go into that a whole lot but it's going to bleed over a little bit on today's message because there's certain you're going to see some certain comparisons that's going to come over and uh... one of the, the big things now is is that We want to, people want to uh, defund the police. They want to dismantle law enforcement. They want to cut back on our military presence. So, as with anything, anything that we want to do, anything that we want to believe in, we should seek God and see what he says about that how he feels about this, and why this will or will not work. It's very interesting if you watch a lot of times people to go out to these, these protests and different things, and they want to gain some information. They want to interview some of these people and ask them, Why are you here? Why do you feel this way? What is the root of what you're trying to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish? And the thing is, it usually goes pretty much the same way. Well, they'll come up with something, and then the the educated reporter will ask them a follow-up based on fact, based on truth, based on knowledge, and they won't be able to respond back because their basis is made up of Hearsay, untruths, lies, and unknowledge. They want to go out and change these images of history, but people don't know what the actual history is. They don't know what they've done or haven't done. All they have is this group mob mentality and of course we've talked about that before how quickly that can escalate and to turn into something bad. So it's hard to get sometimes a consensus and a real factual base behind certain movements. So the the logical question is if we were to go down this path If we were to give in to these demands, if we were to make this radical change, what happens to the world around us? What does a world look like without law and order? Their response is, is that we can all get along. We can all do the right thing. And it goes back to the the socialist movement. If we all put all of our stuff together, that we as a group can find the best way to distribute, to do, and make use of it. That we can take care of ourselves. But the Word of God tells us something different. We cannot do it on our own. Every time that man so he fails in the beginning God gives one rule do not partake of this tree anything else is free reign anything else you can have do not partake of this one tree and then someone a serpent the devil, he gives an idea that there could be something better for you. That this rule is not good for you. That that God's only oppressing you, holding you down, holding you back. He doesn't want you to see your full potential. All lies. And what happens... Man breaks that one rule and partakes, and the world falls. Forever changed. We go from that world where everything was provided, that man did not have to sweat and toil, that we had provision and our needs met. All because we believed in God. That God took care of us. And then it came crashing down. Because man thought that he could do better. And he could do... It, but he couldn't follow the rules. Then, the Israelites. They... Uh, Wound up in slavery. And during that 400 year gap between Joseph, who ran Israel, I mean, ran Egypt, was a great man, and now, somehow or another, that got forgotten because God got forgotten. And they Felt like they didn't need him. And because without God in their lives, they wound up enslaved. To the point that God couldn't see it anymore. He couldn't bear upon his people. He heard their moans and their cries, and he had to ask. And he sent a man that had to bring him out of slavery. And all the while, they complained, and they doubted, and the man and God had to provide. They had to have these miracles, and besides of everything they'd seen and done, they still thought, man thought, that they could do it better. So what did they want? They wanted a set of rules that they could follow to show God that we can do it on our own and you can stay over there at arm's length and we can do it by ourselves. And we know these as the Ten Commandments. And as we go down that list, how many of us have struggled with any of these? I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. How many things do we put before God each and every day people, things. Thou shalt not make any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above, that is in the earth beneath, or is that the water under the earth. But yet, we see all these images. Even in our churches, we have these paintings and murals and idealistic of what we think things are. We decorate our houses with them. We put them on our cars. We have all these things God tells us not to do. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I am the Lord God, and I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of thy fathers, of the children, of the third and fourth generations, that them that hate me, and showing mercy unto the thousands that love me and keep thy commandments. No other gods, no bowing down. But yet we see worship. Worship of Celebrities of officials, we give them our money, we give them our time, we give them our praise. I wish that God could have such a following as Taylor Swift. I wish God could have such a following. As Lady Gaga. I wish God could have such a following as these people. Willing to follow them around, buy all their merchandise. If God could just get a fraction of that. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God in vain, for Lord will not hold him guiltless for that that takes thy name in vain. We see that year after year, censorship of our TV and literature and things like that becomes less and less strict. And we know that when we hear that beep, we know that's a censored word. But you know the things I don't hear censored anymore is taking the Lord's name in vain, according to the normal, according to the the morals of the world that we live in, based on what we can see and hear in prime time TV around our children. That is okay to say these things about our Lord God. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. And thou shalt not do any work, thou shalt not a son, thy a daughter, nor a maidservant, nor maidservant, nor cattle, nor a stranger within the gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth and, in the, and the sea, and in that we rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and hallowed it. And we look at, we see the empty seats, the empty parking lots, and that's before the lockdowns, the pandemic, and the political leaders that won't let you come to church. That's on a volunteer basis, that when there's something more pressing, something more fun, something that just gives us some iotal of an excuse oh, church doesn't matter. God doesn't matter. It's just another day and another one will follow. Honor thy father and thy mother. May the days be long upon the land that the Lord give thee. The family structure has been breaking down for generations. It's hard to even determine now what is the family structure because we can't even determine now what a gender is what is a mother and a father and what are we doing to honor them it's not going out and running amok it's not going out stealing and destroying that is not honoring my father and mother it is not taking care of the older generation the way we should That is what we're here for, is to take care of the older ones. They take care of us for a period, and then for another period we take care of them. It's not honor to not carry on the family traditions, to not want to contribute positively to this world. That is not honoring thy father and mother. Thou shall not kill thou shalt not kill. Well, granted, many of us are not guilty of this one. But yet, we can uh, abort a baby. When they find a bacteria on a planet like Mars or the moon, we call that life. But a heartbeat is not considered life here on earth. We throw it away in the name of choice. And whether you do it or not, what do you support? What do you support? Thou shall not commit adultery. We don't even think as it is being un- as unmoral anymore. It's just something that happens. It's just part of life, and we try to justify it, and we try to make it normal. Thou shall not steal. We see businesses broken into, looted, take what they want, destroy the rest. Flat screen TVs and high-end tennis shoes and telephones are not about any cause. That is about taking advantage of a situation and getting what you want. We have to lock our cars and lock our doors. Because we're worried about somebody coming along and taking for themselves what we've worked so hard to receive. Thou shall not bear fault witness against thy neighbor. We find someone we don't like. We don't know the whole truth. We throw it out there. We make it up. Eliminate the problem. Try to tarnish reputations. Our political leaders right now are are dealing with that. From anonymous sources. Anyone can just say anything they want and hide behind... The word anonymous with no fact, no proof, and then they run with it. Put it out there on the media and try to tarnish a reputation. And we see more and more of it. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his maidservant, nor his manservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything is our neighbor's. We get so preoccupied with what we don't have. And we see someone else with something and we want it. And all we think about is, is how we don't have it. But we never take the opportunity to think about why they do. You know, you, you get something that you've worked hard for, that you pay for, that took your sweat and tears and hard work and everything to be able to do what you do. And then you hear, well, that must be nice. I wish I could do that. But they don't see the effort that went in behind it. And in return, they want what you have, but they're not willing to make that step. To not that, take that sacrifice. To not put in the effort, the hard work. Reward Only comes with work. We have an entire book of what we should and shouldn't do that God tells us. We can call them laws, we can call them guidance, we can call them rules. It's things that we need to follow. And these are not made up by man. These are made by God himself. So we can have an abundant life. That we can have everything that we need to have. That we can do and see and be the best that we can be. But yet, we don't follow them. I've been standing up here week after week after week. And telling you, just try these things. Just try them. Have some faith. Believe. But nobody does. Everything stays the same. We see that time after time, people try to step away. They try to do it on their own, and what happens? Disaster. We have to have law and order. I want to be, let's be real honest here for a minute. Real honest. What is it that truly keeps you on the straight and narrow? What is it that truly keeps you on the straight and narrow? We've all had someone in our lives that's made us so mad. That's hurt us so bad. That's done horrible things to us. What keeps you from getting your revenge. Perhaps it's the consequences of the law. Perhaps the possibility of being caught and spending time in jail doesn't sound good. We've all been down and out at some time. And we've ever drove by one of the banks and just think, hmm, if I just had just a little bit, if I could just go in and take a little bit. We've all been point in situations of temptation where we might could have just helped ourselves somewhere along the way. And I'd like to hope, and it's my prayer is that it's because that little still small voice tells you that it's wrong, that God wasn't approved that it's the wrong thing to do. And I hope that is what shuts us down. But I believe, because we are all human, and I'm human just like the rest of you, that there's more to it. That along with that still, small voice, is that little bit of logic. That little bit of fear that would click in. Is like, what if I get caught? What are the ramifications? And the risks. Simply isn't worth the reward. The idea is that all cops are bad; that they're just out to to kill somebody. There is no such thing as always or never. And if you go around if you've ever been in a a uh, a clinical setting like in a a a group therapy class or any kind of therapy if you go around saying things like always and never that's going to be one of the first things you're going to work on because nothing is always or never you don't always have bad luck you don't never get a good break fact is, we all have ups and downs, good and bad. There's nothing that is one extreme or the other. It is impossible for something to be all good, all bad, all yes, all no. There's no, always, and never. And if we're going to, every group has bad apples. Every group. So, if we're going to break something apart and dismantle it and do away with it because of the actions of a few, then we have to take apart everything. If we're going to defund and dismantle police because of a couple bad apples, we're also going to have to do away with preachers. Because there's some of them that's not doing their job. False prophets. We're going to have to do away with teachers. You don't have to look in the news very much to see that every couple months, one pops up that's done something that's not in the best interest of the students that they are teaching. So I guess we're going to have to do away with schools now, too. Doctors. We got some grade A ones. They go above and beyond. But we also have some that don't. There's been doctors and nurses throughout history that for their own pleasure or sense of duty has used their medical profession to end lives. We've had doctors that through their incompetence or malpractice or simply not having a good day have dramatically ended a life or changed the life of someone because they didn't do a good job. So I guess we've got to do away with doctors too. Attorneys. We have some grand ones. We have some that want to do the bare minimum just to get by. That cost people their freedom. That cost people money. So I guess we have to do away with those as well. We have checkout clerks that try to skim off the top that don't ring everything up that just do a poor job. I guess we have to do away with checkout clerks too. And don't get me started on politicians. The fact is no matter where we are or what we're doing There's always going to be a shining star, and there's always going to be a bad apple. But the fact is, most of us fall on the in-between, somewhere between perfect and no good. That's where most of us fall. That Sometimes we have bad days. And don't do as well. Sometimes we make mistakes, but most of the time we want to do a pretty decent job. God tells us not to judge. And it's real easy when we see something happen and we look at the the video footage. We look at what the, the media says. We read the facts of the case. And we have time that we can ponder about it and we can think about it and we can say, well, they shouldn't have done that and this is what I would have done and that's what should have been done and "I would have, that should have been done differently. It's really easy to say when you have a ton of time, all the facts, and you look at it from all the angles. Well, what we don't know is, is what it's like in... That moment. We all have moments that we wish we could have done differently. You know, if we'd only turned right instead of left, we could have avoided that accident. If we could have only not taken that drink. If we had only taken a different path, made a different decision. But we all know that oftentimes... Life comes at us fast. And we don't always have all the time, all the information, all the angles to look at. And we have to do what we can do in that moment. And when we're scared, when the adrenaline's pumping, when fear's kicking in, sometimes them choices are even different how many times have we wished we would have even when we have the time taken a moment to step back consulted god for what we do but that's not always the case We need to realize as a human race that we, in fact, are all sinners. We all have our moments when we're not good. We all have bad judgment. And that is why God has given us his word. That is why he tells us to... Study His Word. That's why He tells us to confess our sins one another. That's why He tells us to gather among believers. So we can keep getting stronger in our beliefs, in our faith, in our knowledge of the Word of God. So when we have to make decisions, they come easier, quicker, and with fewer mistakes. we have to have law and order fortunately we live in a place that we have democracy freedom we get to choose our leaders we get to choose our laws we have a voice But what we need to do is is align our voice with the voice of God. We need to see what he sees. And put these people in the action. God needs to be first again. And I've said it many times over the last few months that he's not done with us yet. He is not done with us yet. There's more souls to be saved. There's more people to turn around, to come to Him for the first time, to turn back to Him, to repent, for lives to turn around, to be changed, for souls to be saved. Heaven's reservations are not full yet. Not full yet. But guess what, people? Hell doesn't have an overcrowding problem. They will pack you in like sardines down there. They don't care. So I don't believe we're going out tomorrow, but the time is close. God's making a a final run. He's done everything else. Now it's just time to gather up some stragglers. It's time for us to get a few more jewels in our crown. It's time for us to make the most of what time we have left. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this, Your Word, Father. We just ask for, for strength, Father. We ask for revival nationwide, Father. That we'll start seeing truth, Father. That we can have the, the scales fall off our eyes. To have the, the lies be brought to the surface, Father. To have the, the light shine through the darkness. To have a realization, Father, of how important that you are. The need for you. Father, if you look at all the things that's going on in the world, we see that no one wants you right now. But everyone needs you, Father. And I ask that the need to be brought to light. That we can be united as one nation under God. And whatever the need is, Father, whatever the motion that needs to be moved, whatever struggling to make that first step to come to you, Father, may the chains be broken. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Page 377.